What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, Howard Bender, Adam Ronis here. And oh, baby, as we sit here, Adam, and record today's episode of Anti Up, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Like, you know, I mean, obviously people are, you know, looking at fantasy football and waiver wires and stuff like that. But, you know, the baseball playoffs are going on right now. The Astros just destroyed the White Sox there. Um, But then on top of that, Puck drops for the first time tonight. Um, the NHL regular season gets underway. So while we're usually neck deep in fantasy football at this point, we, uh, we get a little breather and some other sports jumping around. Uh, there's never a breather. I don't think that's the appropriate word. Uh, but yeah, there's so much going on right now. There is a lot going <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that, was, that was very very well said, Adam. <laughs> All right, so where do you want to start? You want to start hockey? You want to start baseball? You want to start football? Well, I don't know. I don't follow hockey like that, so that's on you. That's I can't on me. help you with hockey. I don't need help. I just, you know what? You know what, man? I've, I've, the Rangers have hurt me for so long. They wouldn't rebuild after the 94 season. Like, you know, they just kept getting all these, like, stupid free agents. And, uh, and, and then the strike happened, and then the rules change happened. That I've been de- detached from hockey for so long, like I don't, I don't watch it regularly at all. And uh, and I'm wondering if I do get back into it, though, am I okay to turn to a different team, or do I have to, or, or should I just stay with my Rangers? No, I'm always one who sticks with your team. Uh, so for me, I would stick with the Rangers. It's I don't like people who jump from team to team. Uh, you know unless there's a valid reason for why you're leaving and it can't be, Oh, they haven't won in this amount of time. Then what happens when they win? Imagine all the people who abandoned the Cubs and the Red Sox, like, come on, man. And then you're going to go and be like, Oh yeah, I'm still a fan when they win. Nah, don't work like that. I see. I'm thinking about it from more from like a locale standpoint here. Right. You know, it's like, I'm out here on the West coast now. Well, you don't do that for the Yankees and jets. Why? Well, because I haven't I haven't stopped watching those sports. Uh, I don't know. It's a poor excuse, I think. Huh. OK. All right. Listen, I've, I got no problem staying with my range. I mean, people can do what they want. Obviously, I mean, there's no fan hand guy telling you what to do. But I think once you root for a team, I just don't think you should change. I can accept that. I can accept that. Did you see the uh, did you see the stuff on uh, on Twitter with uh, John Cusack? A little bit. I didn't follow it closely. What he was wearing a White Sox hat, and people were upset because he rooted for the Cubs. Is that what it? Well, so it was. Uh, it's it's the dude from Barstool Sports. Uh, right. I, don't, I don't even know the, the the dude's first name, but he goes by. I think he's Kevin, like Kevin White Sox fan or something like that. I don't, I, whatever the dude's name. Is. I don't. I don't listen to Barstool. I don't read Barstool. I just happened to see it. I'm actually a big John Cusack fan from a movie star standpoint. I don't know him on a personal level. Um, but I would have to, but so, yeah, so Cusack was in a White Sox hat and he was seen there, but he's gone to Cubs games. And so this is knucklehead from Barstool comes over to him and he starts, you know, he starts saying to him that, you know, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be here. He shouldn't be rooting for the White Sox. He shouldn't be wearing a White Sox hat that he's not a fan, blah, blah, blah. And Cusack's like, what are you talking? I grew up in Chicago. I went to a lot of games at Wrigley. I went to a lot of Cubs games. I went to a lot of White Sox games. 
Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a baseball history buff. I love both teams. You know, why can't I? And the dude's like, no, you can't do that. That's not the Chicago way. And blah, blah, blah. And he starts like, you know, and finally Cusack's like, dude, who, you know, who played first base for the 1983 White Sox? And the dude had no idea. And so, and so Cusack throws down the name Mike Squires, who happened to have been the, the first baseman. This dude had no clue. Ended up calling him Billy Squires uh, later on in the conversation. Um, then he started asking him about other players from the White Sox, from like the history. And this dude had no clue about his team's history whatsoever. Called, uh, he, he was asked about Lamar Hoyt. And the guy was like, Lamar Odom? What? Lamar Odom? What does he have to do with it? Like, I mean, the dude was such a, such a, a clown. But so, so Cusack, rooting for both teams, where do you stand on that front? I don't know anyone who roots for both the Mets and Yankees in New York, unless you're a fair weather baseball fan. If you're a diehard baseball fan, there's no way you root for both. None. I don't know anyone that's a diehard baseball fan that roots for both teams. Do you? Um, In New York? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Right. So, I mean, I know it could be different elsewhere. It's the same thing. Is there anyone in LA who roots for the Giants and the Dodgers? Well, the Giants aren't in LA. I understand that, but they're big rivals that are close in the same state. And they were to they played in the same state, New York. Well, no, no, no. Wrigley versus Comiskey or whatever the park is now. uh, City Field and Yankee Stadium. I mean, that's proximity. That's that's okay. Well, you're talking about you're talking about a nine hour drive. Well, Dodgers and Giants go back to New York. A lot of those people still like them due to growing up in New York. Those people are dead, Adam. No, they're not. There's still people alive. (laughs) (laughs) Those people are long gone. No, they're not. They're still and if here. they and if they aren't, then they're in a home and they don't know what day it is. They might be close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, it's everyone's entitled to do what they want, but it's it's difficult for me to see you rooting for both. I know, oh well, it's my city. Nah, I don't buy that, man. <laughs> I don't buy that. That's like that's a casual fan. And maybe Kusak's well, a casual I fan. Mean, what if what if I'm a Yankees fan and it's it's 1986 and the Mets are playing the Red Sox in the World Series? Well, then you just don't root for anyone. You're you're gonna buy yourself a Mets hat? I'd say why would I, why would I have to buy myself well, a Mets hat? That's what he did. That's what he did. Right, right. He but he grew he grew up wearing both a Cubs hat and a White Sox hat. He grew up that way. Yeah, I don't. I think very few people do that. I'm, I'm not saying that he's in the majority. So what you're saying is, is that what if, what if can, can I be loyal to my New York Rangers, but because I live out here on the West Coast, can I root for the expansion Seattle Kraken just so I can harass Bay Area fans of the Sharks? I guess so. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the clear on that one. I mean, you don't need my permission. I do, Adam. That's really what I, it comes okay. down to. Well, your let me think about it. Means everything. Let me good. think about it, and I'll get back to you with a decision. All right, you think <laughs> I got to sleep there. on it? <laughs> Take a nap. You let me know tomorrow on the podcast. You can render your decision. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, what about the baseball playoffs, dude? I mean, Astros do uh, do a, a number, a number on the. Uh, Damn, on the uh, on the White Sox, ten to one today. It wasn't I mean it just wasn't even close. And 
end up winning the series three to one. I hate the fact that it's three out of five, but um, yeah, Red Sox Astros, dude. I can't think of a worse ALCS than that. <laughs> For you, yeah. Uh, I, I'm the only one who matters. Uh, it should be a good series. Look, the Astros have been one of the best baseball teams. I know everyone's been critical of them and everything, but those guys are good hitters. I don't think it's all sign stealing and garbage cans and all and that stuff. Um, I don't know why uh, Ryan Tapera went out and spoke in the media. It was such a fucking idiotic move. And the Astros talked about how they listened and they were they were motivated by it. Now, is it true because they won? I don't know. But still, why did he need to open his mouth when you're down two to one? It's so stupid. Guys just don't know when to keep their mouth shut. Guys, you, you know what? We just had this conversation on the uh, on the Fantasy Alarm show. About smack talking before it, uh, before it, you know, you're supposed to. Yeah, man. It's just, it makes no sense. And like, okay, great. You pulled into 2 1, and now you're going to talk trash. You're going to give them anything to be motivated around. And usually I think that stuff's bullshit, but the Astros probably were. They were like, oh, okay. Yeah, you guys talk about how we're cheating and all that. And they've heard it for so long. They probably said, all right, let's just go out and match. And, it's exactly what they did. They took care of them really easily. I mean, I think the White Sox obviously weren't ready for this and maybe a year away. They obviously had some good talent put together um, and the Astros have been there. And although I did see McCullers left early with forearm tightness. Never good. Yeah, um, that that could be a problem. But I don't know, man. It's crazy because like I did not think the Red Sox had enough this year. Like I thought they were overachieving in the first half. They came back down in the second half, and it looked like they were on the precipice of not even making the postseason. But they get in, they beat the Yankees, they beat the Rays, and now, I don't know, they kind of have that, they might have that magic to them. Ugh, so gross. It's so grimy that you would say that. Uh, I mean, I would, I'm probably going to pick the Astros, but I want to see what happens with McCullers here. That would be a big loss for them. Because their they're starting pitching is a little bit of a concern, because – they take him away and Framber Valdez and he walks guys and Jose Arquiti, who's dealt with injuries. Um, you know, it, it'd be a little bit concerning for their starting pitching. I mean, not that the Red Sox starting pitching has been great either. Chris Sale wasn't good. They need him to get back to four. But, um, you know, that 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 one is set and uh, two good offenses, too. You might see some runs in this series. Two, yeah, I was just going to say. So. Is your like if you're gonna pick the Astros, would you pick the Red Sox if McCullers wasn't available? Um, I don't know yet. I have to think about that. I mean, yeah, McCullers beat out definitely hurts them. It does it definitely does? Um, I mean, I'll just pick the Astros anyway, just because I hate the Red Sox. I'll, I'll you know, this is this is one of those reasons where where you you don't want to listen to what I'm saying about. <laughs> about betting these games just yet because I uh, God Astros Red Sox could not have been could not have been a worse uh, pairing for the ALCS for me. Well, yeah, really, it, it for you be. definitely, yeah. For Yankees fans, it is not. I don't even know who they root for. Well, you got to go. You got to turn to the A. Yeah. To the NL. You got to turn to the NL and just you know. I, I don't. I honestly. Um, I, I don't like I don't like the Giants fan base, so so I really don't want to I don't want to pull for them, right? I can get down with the Dodgers, but you know, obviously, you know, I mean, they're 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 the favorites, 
I mean, I'd really love to see Milwaukee. Well, they're not the favorites right now as we record this. No, they are not. We'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, Dude, the the Giants, it really, it boggles the mind with the Giants for me. It really does. Because, like, here was a team that we were laughing at coming into the season, right? Average age of the team was, like, 48. Um, It just didn't look like they were going to have the pitching let alone to have the hitting there. Um, I, you know, you're still going with guys like Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt. And, uh, you know, listen, Posey had the year off and that helps him. It's just there's just never been anything exciting about this team. I'm a huge Evan Longoria fan 10 years ago. So I, I, actually, I actually think this is a real intriguing team. Um, I, this is one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen. Uh, Gabe Kapler gets discarded and Philly comes here. They take arms from other teams that weren't good. I mean, Kevin Gossman, who I've always liked, but he needed right. to get out of Baltimore. He's good. Anthony DiScofani turned it around. Alex Wood has had flashes in the past. He's been good. Logan Webb just, I mean, was phenomenal in game one. Uh, McGee gets hurt. And now uh, Camilo Doval comes in and he dominates. So they're just pushing all the right buttons. It's just amazing what they've done. Brandon Belt, when he's healthy, he's been good. He's hurt. Doesn't matter. They get a... Lestella comes in, he performs. They acquire Chris Bryant. That obviously was huge. Lamonte Wade has given them production. What they have done, Tyler Rogers, Jake McGee, it's just what they have done is amazing. And they've been they've been underdogs every game. <laughs> You're every getting croissants on them. Um, I we're recording this before game four. I think the Dodgers win. The Dodgers got kind of unlucky in game three. Uh, they hit some balls hard. The wind was blowing in. I thought when Gavin Lux hit that ball, it was out. He did. And if you watch Duggar, Duggar was going back, going back, and he had to stop and then come in because the wind knocked it down. Chris Taylor hit a ball, the wind knocked down. Mookie Betts, I think the expected batting average on that line drive was over 800. Crawford made a leaping catch. So they hit balls hard just into some bad luck. I can't see the Dodgers not putting up runs. This happened in game one. They didn't do much. They scored nine runs in game two. Uh, Di Scalfani has an ERA over seven against them. In five games this year, I mean, one outing he got obliterated, which kind of made it worse. Some yeah. of the other outings were decent, but I can't imagine the Dodgers bats being quiet uh, in game four. So I hope we get a game five in that one. Uh, I was going to say you could if you think the Dodgers win, you could hedge. But by the time you hear this, either the Dodgers will be to game five <laughs> and, the, and the odds will change or the Dodgers season will be over. So one of the two. But. Yeah, if you think the Dodgers are going to win. I mean, this is for the future, though. So say you got, you know, a team that's a heavy favorite that's down and you get plus odds and you still believe in them, you bet on them because you're getting great odds now. So uh, I just hope we see Dodgers-Giants game five. I really do. Uh, not a fan of either team, but I just want to see a game five. I mean, that would that game should have been – that series should be seven and it should be the NLCS. They're the two best teams in the NL. It's not even close. Yeah, Milwaukee's really fallen off. Oh, yeah. Fallen off a lot. They're 5-12 and in their last 17 going into game four, which as we're recording is 4-4 in the seventh. I hope they win game four, too. I want to see a game five since we're not getting any game fives in the AL. Yeah, well, the AL is just dead to us anyway. Let's just forget (laughs) about the American. For you, it's dead. It's dead, Adam. It's dead all over. Definitely dead. Two good teams. (laughs) (laughs) So depressing. Um, all right. You know what? All right. So good, good, good. I, you know, I, I like getting in a, the, the old multi-sport. You know, we did win the FSWA award for being the best multi-sport podcast. 
That is true. So I like getting this in here. I and we're gonna we'll talk a little hoops when that starts up. Are you excited for the basketball season? Not as much as I should be, just because it sneaks up on you. Uh, last year was different because it started late December. Football was ending. Baseball was done. And now I'm reminded of why every year I don't play many fantasy basketball seasonal leagues. I'm only doing one. My draft is Friday after our alarm show. I'm not even ready for it, man. This might be. I'm usually always prepared. I am not ready. There's so much going on that I've had very little time to prepare. So I'll get into it definitely once it starts. But it's just it's bad timing, man. You know, baseball playoffs going on. The season just ended. Football's in the middle of the grind and bye weeks are starting. It's just, yeah, you know, because I like to do it at a high level and I feel like I don't have the bandwidth to to really be there 100% right now with everything that's going on. So that's the problem for me. Whatever happened to the plan of starting basketball on Christmas Day? Well, they only did that last year because of the pandemic when it got pushed back. Right, but they talked about making that actually the starting point of the season moving forward. I think they did not want to, like any sport, you don't want to lose games. So last year was 72 games. They're going back to 82. So by doing a December start, now you push the season again into the summer. And I guess they didn't want to do that. Hmm. I would not be adverse to, to them starting basketball on Christmas Day as it just, you know, into the summer. I mean, what, what <laughs> is everybody so locked in on? Everybody hates baseball, right? I mean, how many people out, out there do you know who are just so disenfranchised by, by the game, disillusioned by the game of baseball and just, you know, hate what's going on with it? Like, why wouldn't you want to have another sport on top of that in, in basketball? It's not like, I mean, what? <laughs> Is is it too hot? What what's the deal? Um, I don't know, uh, but it seems like that's something they don't want to do. I guess you have the summer league too, um, so it just they would just want to go back to the regular schedule. Hmm. Well, it's uh, it's ruining your fun, and I don't like that, Adam. I feel I feel for you, man. I feel for you. You know, if you're not prepared, uh, I can recommend that. Uh, you go to fantasyalarm.com slash uh, NBA cheat, right? Get yourself the, uh, the the copy of the Fantasy Alarm NBA cheat sheet. It's got a full grid, uh, auction values on there, rankings, everything like that. John and Pemba and James Grande and your boy, Justin Fensterman, put that sucker together. Are you competing against any of those guys? Yeah, fence these in the draft and we're picking back to back. Ooh, see all the more reason now to get the cheat sheet just so that you can uh, you can mess with them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who he's going to pick. Is this Fensty's league? No, it's my league. Oh, OK. All right, so so not everybody gets paid out. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't do this. Fensty's league. Yeah. <laughs> you if show you, up. I was just going to say that. Yeah, you show <laughs> up. If you if you, you take a piss up. during the draft, you get paid. <laughs> if you're eating during the draft, oh look, he's eating. All right, he gets twenty dollars. He's oh, that pizza looks good. Twenty bucks. <laughs> oh, it's no. Is that just a nosh? It's just a snack. Sorry, just ten. Just ten. <laughs> oh, wait, you finished in the top half of the week. All right, ten dollars for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, wait. I, I, he set his lineup every day this week. Ten bucks. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think that's that's you know he listen he's he's always a nice guy and he doesn't like drama 
Uh, he doesn't like people being mad at him. He like freaks out if somebody gets mad at him about something. I know. I've taught him some things. He's getting better about it. I told him like, you got to be a strict commissioner. And he sees it. I send endless emails. I was like, all right, guys, deadline's Friday. If you don't pay, I got plenty of people who want in. You got to put people's feet to the fire. And then, you know that. I do it in the GST, too. I wasn't as bad. Yeah. You guys were pretty good. But I just, you got to set a deadline. I say, hey, if you don't pay by this day, you know, let, you're out and I'll find someone else. I actually did. I had like at least three or four guys who wanted in the basketball league because um, I posted something on Facebook and I took the first call and the guy's like, hey, my friend wants in if you have an opening. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll let you guys know. But everyone wound up paying. But that's what pisses me off. You guys commit to a league and then you'll wait to the last minute. Like, I don't understand. You know, you're going to be in. And, you know, I get it. Some people are busy, whatever. But like everyone does it. It's like they wait till the last day. Like, why? You, you committed to the league. You're going to be in. And again, you were in my league. You got paid immediately. Right. I just baseball. Yeah. I paid everyone the next day. I just waited to make sure there's no official scoring changes. So I'm not running away. You guys are going to get paid. I just think you got to pay by the deadline. Because, again, you don't want an issue where, oh, well, I didn't realize the draft was that day and I didn't show up and I didn't draft my team in an auto. So, you know, nah, I don't want it. No, it's on you. I, I, It's on the site. I send numerous emails of when the draft is a reminder. No excuses. So it's a you know, I've said this before, but for those who are commissioners, you have to do it. And Fenstee, there was, I guess, a time where he didn't collect or someone else didn't collect from three people. I think Ani Sridhar didn't get paid out. That can't happen. It's inexcusable because everyone's going to say it's on the commissioner. He's got to pay out of pocket. I mean, that's kind of not right, but I guess he's ultimately responsible, which is why you have to be. It's not even being an ass. It's just being. You know, forceful and saying, hey, look, there's the deadline. You want to play in the league? Pay by this date. Simple. Um, I agree with you completely. And I've, I've, you know, and I've seen it over the years, like really like my, uh, my primary baseball league, my home league, um, you know, I mean, money, it was, it was crazy how, how expensive the league was. Cause you were, you were paying real money for your free agents, not just, uh, you, you know, not just bidding on them, like you're buying them basically. Um, and you know, I've told you about this. I mean, it was like pool holes, his rookie year went for like 600 bucks. So it was crazy crazy um but there were dudes who like didn't pay and you know it was like all right what are we supposed to do here come like the end of the season and uh and this dude's still stringing you along for like 400 bucks like it's just it's so aggravating and i think like that's i mean listen i get it everybody wants to play right but if you can't scratch together the entrance fee i mean i like how you do it with a with a deadline before the draft um, I've run a league where I'm like, you have to pay by, you know, this date. If you don't, then your team's frozen, no matter what you can't, you know, you can't make a single roster move or, or anything like that. And you, uh, and you score zero points, right. Until you pay like that was the way I did it there. Um, just to kind of give some people like a little bit of time, but as soon as like, that was the thing, as soon as I hit that deadline mid season, I was like, you know. I don't mind coming off like the asshole for that because, you know, one of the guys who didn't pay was in third place and like team looked good. Right. And I was like, I'm freezing your team until you pay. And he's like, no, you can't do that. You can't. I'm like, I've told you that this is the rule and this is what's going to happen. Like if you can't scrape together the entrance fee, 
Well, why are you even playing in the first place? Yeah, I don't agree. play. Don't play for money. Yeah, don't. You know, and that's the other thing. If you hold off and you know it's a friend and you let it slide, and then the season starts. Oh man, I got into some financial trouble. My wife or whatever. You know what I mean? People always have stories. No, man, because you know you feel you feel bad and everything, and you it's a friend, but you know you have a job to do. It's like the same people who are collecting rent, right? Oh, well, you know, I can't, I lost my job. No, you got to pay it. So I know it's different. That's the wrong parallel, but the bottom line is the commissioner is responsible and he's got to get the money before the draft. You just have to, I mean, you hear these stories all the time about how this guy didn't pay this and that. Um, yeah. I remember one time I was uh, in a fantasy baseball league a long time ago and I won. And then the commissioner like, Oh, you know, I'm having fun. Uh, problems at home and I don't and I was like really man come on bro like this is bullshit and I never went back to the league yeah I wouldn't have either yeah he sent me like this whole and it's a guy I worked with too so just I didn't really talk to him anymore I wound up leaving the job anyway at some point I don't know how long but I'm like <clears throat> this is, it's messed up man because you know I was in that league for years I want he would always pay and then this one time you know oh yeah you know uh, just apologize for going through some stuff I'm like come on man it's bullshit that money should not be anywhere near a joint account or whatever, you know? No, that's, you know, and I, I've, I've run into that too. Like that's, you know, um, you know, I've, I've been in a league where the commissions, uh, you dipped into the money and, uh, and that's just, yeah, that is, uh, that is beyond uncool, beyond uncool. Oh my God. Oh, dude. Oh, you're stirring up like all the memories of all the fucking fights and arguments and all the other shit that went on with that. Holy cow. That was it was so unbelievably frustrating. Where's the money? Everybody had paid. Everybody had paid. And and he didn't have the money to pay out at the end of the year. Yeah, it's, that's one thing I will never do as a commissioner. I mean, hopefully I never become a drug addict or anything where I cut into the money and everything and all stuff like that. But, you know. Uh, there's been people who've been played in leagues with me for years. That's never been a problem. It never will be. I always pay people quickly, um, usually a day or two after the season. That's not going to wait two weeks. I know some people do that. That, I mean, all right, whatever, as long as they pay. I just don't understand. I'm like, okay, wait, you, you collected all this money. The season's over. You know who won. Like, why aren't you paying, like, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to me either. And uh, yeah, I mean, listen, if, if you're out there and you're, you're listening to this and you're a commissioner, A, um, you know, you, you can't you can't sit there and like feel bad or feel like the asshole or something like that. Um, because if anything, the somebody if somebody's not paying you for their league participation, they're the asshole, right? They're the one who's putting you into the awkward position. They're the one that's making your life difficult. Right. Then all of a sudden, like you just went from being, you know, best friends and the commissioner of the league. Uh, and, and he just turned you into a, a debt collector. Right. Where like he stops taking your calls because he knows that you're going to ask for the money. Like, I mean, that like, you know, the commissioner, you cannot like feel bad. Like, imagine that situation happening to you uh, as opposed to just saying, listen, I'm sorry, you can't you can't draft in this league because you haven't paid. I love you, you know, like a brother. But if you don't have the money for this, I cannot do that. I'm not going to risk our friendship because you can't fucking pay on time. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's really sad. To me, it's simple. To you, it's simple. To other people, 
Not so simple. I know. Yeah. So, um, all right. A couple of football things here I want to get to. But before we do that, uh, obviously, I got to uh, give a shout out uh, to our sponsors and say that uh, Adam and I are going to I got a couple of football questions for Mr. Ronis right after these messages. All right, Adam, taking a look at, uh, you know, I just I did like a whole bunch of waiver wire talk on the air. I know you and I went over um, some free agents. There's, you know, like a little bit of news that's kind of breaking right now. I'm curious as to uh, some some of your thoughts on that. A couple of guys like all of a sudden are signing in different places. I'm curious as to whether or not like Travis Fulgham, like with the the Dolphins, right? He signs on there. He's on their practice squad. We saw him with uh, with the Eagles. You know, it wasn't you know it was it was good early season stuff, and people kind of caught on to him. But you know, with no Will Fuller, suddenly they you know they lack the the real genuine deep threat um, over there. Like Fulgham, does he become a stash? Like is that you know something that you might be interested in? No, I mean he's been on like what, four teams in the last two three years, so couldn't get it done. In Philly, so no. I mean, I know Devontae Parker, I guess, could be out too for a little yeah. bit longer, but nah, I mean, this is just not a not a great offense. We'll see if Tua comes back this week. You know, they activated him off the IR, but they have that 21-day window day window to get him active. So there were some reports that he could play because Brissett was dealing with a hammy, but not interested in Fulgham. Not interested in Fulgham. Broncos signing John Brown. I've only... Love John Brown. Uh, this year I didn't, uh, even before he got cut by the Raiders. But Jerry Judy should be back soon. So, and also um, Brown has that sickle cell too, and that can't be great in Colorado in that thin air. No, it's terrible with the altitude. Yeah, it's terrible. So, That's why I didn't understand the signing, to be honest. Unless, unless I guess he that could. maybe Judy's not going to be back early enough uh, they said that they that he was progressing well um i mean maybe they use him in the slot um but nah i mean nah, i'm not gonna run to pick him up yeah. want to see something first <clears throat> um anthony miller to the steelers no i'm I, i'm kind of surprised the texans cut him so quickly like why? Um, why they cut him for? What are What are they playing for? I don't know if they're playing for anything. I mean, yeah, they just don't think he's any good. Maybe he's a bad influence in the locker room. Well, we did kind of hear that in Chicago. So, again, I really don't want anything outside of Claypool and Deontay Johnson. I mean, we saw that with all three there, they couldn't produce. Ben's not the same. They want to run the football. He's checking down an Najee Harris lot. So, uh, no. Does Blake Bortles become the savior of Seattle? They worked him out today. I can't listen. I, I, Geno Smith is not good. Um, I'm not saying that Blake Bortles is good, but I think Blake Bortles um, is might be a little bit better than Geno Smith. I think it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. If they're going to continue to play at the slow pace that they do, it's not going to be good for anyone. They were lucky that Russell Wilson was as efficient as he was, and it really helped, obviously, Lockett and Metcalf. If they're going to play at this deliberate slow pace, it's bad for everyone here. Why are we doing that slow pace? Is it because we have no confidence in the defense? Um, 
I don't know because they talked about how with Shane Waldron coming in, they were going to be more creative, more emotion, and it's been the same garbage. They just don't run any plays. I mean, I think last week was the first time that they went over 60 plays. They had 211 plays their first four weeks. So I don't know. Um, and, you know, it was Lockett and, and Metcalf were still fine fantasy-wise. Wilson was at times, but – Wilson is the one who has made that offense because he's so efficient. We talk about it all the time about look at his mm-hmm. pass attempts in his career, and he never gets high volume, yet he's always a productive QB1, even though there's inconsistency. Last year was the MVP for the first half, second half really folded. So, yeah, I think it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is here. It just hurts the entire offense all around. It really sucks because I have a lot of Tyler Lockett, and he's more a wide receiver three now, and it, that at least for this week he will be, but let's see how it looks this week. It, it might even be worse. I um I have a lot of Metcalf. Not a lot, but a good amount, a fair amount. I've got some locket too. I thought I listen, I I was I was buying into this offense with the move of Waldron over there, with the move to a West Coast passing scheme. I was like, I was psyched, man. I was like, damn. I got to get me some Seahawks here, right? Knowing that the defense wasn't really that great. Um, I was like, all right, so they'll be in some uh, in some shootouts. <sighs> that was really sucked, dude. It's very, it's, it's, it's a bummer. No, it really is, man. It's very disappointing. Very disappointing. So it doesn't even matter. Blake Bortles, Geno Smith, you don't give a crap. Um, if, if they're going to run, if they're going to run 53 plays a, a game, uh, then, then there's really no point. Yeah, I mean, look, it's Metcalf, Lockett, and Carson if he plays, maybe Everett. But that's about it. And you're much lower on them than you were with Wilson. Yes. All right. Well, so good, good, good. You know what? Yeah, we, we can call it a night here. A nice little quick one. I got to go do the wager alarm live stream anyway. Uh, and then, you know, obviously get ready for uh, for Dodgers Giants. That's that's going to be the exciting one. Um, so, all right. Well, Adam, enjoy the ball games tonight. Yeah, I definitely hope I will. At least we got a good one right now with the Braves and Brewers still tied. And uh, Giants-Dodgers should be a lot of excitement with the Dodgers season on the line. The Dodgers season on the line. All right. Well, uh, tomorrow's show, don't miss out. Adam and I are going to take a look at all the uh, all the lines in the NFL and give you our early thoughts, early leans. I'll be talking about those with Mish as well uh, on the Wager Alarm live stream. So you guys can go over to wageralarm.com. And, uh, and catch it there. But for the meantime right now, hey, listen, you know what? Take a little break from all the heavy, heavy football talk and let's enjoy it. So if, you, uh, if you're if you a hockey fan, congratulations and welcome to a new season. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, enjoy the playoffs. If you're a football fan, I hope you win all your games in fantasy this week. That's going to do it for us here on the Anti-Up Show. He's Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. And we'll catch you next time.